Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you. What a day. What a day this will be. And uh, we're just so thankful to uh, have you join our community, be part of us. As you know, we've been cruising along on Ecclesiastes. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, you look at the top of your Bible and it just messes you up. We're cruising along in Proverbs, <laughs> yep. uh, chapter 31 to 31st Proverb. Today we find ourselves in verses 17 through 20. But before we do that, we've chosen a phrase called biblical strength. And what does biblical strength look like? Uh, yesterday, we, uh, as we got going, we were talking about trusting in the Lord. And part of trusting in the Lord is found through biblical strength. I, I love that verse over in Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. And, and, and over and over again, we, we see that, you know, biblical strength is not an innate human quality. It's not something that all of us have. We're not born with it. It's not, it's not passed down through families. It's something that we get through the Holy Spirit of God and, and accepting uh, God and accepting his plan for our life and the Holy Spirit and dwelling within our hearts. And we see those great verses we talk a lot about here on the uh, radio show and 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most glad therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. You know, I read this and, and folks, I, I made it, I asked myself the question, do you take pleasures in your infirmities? Do you take pleasures in your bad back, your scoliosis? Do you take pleasures from having your lung collapse, from having your neck broken, from having your face smashed, from having uh, scars on your face? Do you take pleasures in waking up in the morning and, and crawling out of bed like you're half dead? You know, there was a time I did not. But can I tell you something, folks? All those things I've been through in my life has made me the guy who's talking to you right now. All those trials, all these things that have come along in my life have helped me to be the human being I am today. Now, folks, I'm not where I need to be, but I'm a lot farther ahead than where I used to be. Mm. And every single day I'm working, I'm struggling to be a better human being, to love people, to care for people, uh, to put place people first in my life, to put others ahead of me. Every day I work at putting all this together. Every single day I want to do what's right. And you say, well, Brother Doug, how do we do that? Well, we, we need God. Again, this is not an innate quality. We're not born uh, with this biblical strength. We're not born with biblical strength that mm-hmm. leads to trust. We're not yeah. born. The apostle Paul wasn't born saying, my grace is sufficient for thee. He wasn't born right in God's inspired word, uh, saying God's looking at him saying, hey, Paul, you know what's going on here. But he said, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So when you're weak, go get that biblical strength. Because you know what biblical strength does for you? It allows God's strength to be made purpose 
to be purposeful, to be made exactly what you need, to fill in your holes, to be made perfect. This perfect, purposeful thing that's going to change your life and allow you to help others around you in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmity. You say, well, Brother Doug, how do I get there? Well, you start saying, God, you know, since I was in a helicopter accident, and God, since that pastor messed me over and lied about me, still lies about me, talks about me, since that happened, God, you've, you've changed me. I cry a little bit easier. I laugh a little bit faster. I love a whole lot harder. And you say, well, Brother Doug, how do we get there? We get on our knees and say, God, this is too much. This punishment is greater than I can bear, as Cain said. God gets that and says, I know. I know that. That's why I'm here. Folks, listen, biblical strength is needed. What are you thinking, Kevin? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, you mentioned that we don't have strength in ourselves. And that's, you know, the overarching theme of Scripture is that that in due time, when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. So God provides just what we desperately need. He, 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 paid, he paid a tremendous price to give his strength to us, not, the, not his omnipotent strength. You know, I'm not going to leave tall buildings with a single bound, uh, uh, although I could if, he, if, I, it was, if a miracle was required to do God's will. A uh, bow of steel could be broken by my hands. I could leap over a wall, David said. But um, the, the strength to carry on, the strength to do what he wants to do, the strength to get out of the darkness, the dark place that we don't need to stay in, that, that requires strength to climb out of a pit that, that the devil's got us in, you know, and he's rejoicing we're not stronger than Satan. So to climb out of a place that we don't need to stay in where the, where Satan, you know, is, is kicking us in the teeth. As soon as we pull ourselves up over the edge of the pit, he, he you know, we, we get knocked down so many times. Well, praise God. That's where the, that's where the Lord Jesus Christ comes in. And um, I, I was reading, there's various scriptures about strength that, that indicate it comes from God. You know, David, when he was going through a difficult time, said in Psalm 71, 16, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. And so the strength, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. Doug, there's just times where I don't have the strength and I am in a dark place or a, a depressed place or a, a a puzzled, a perplexed, you know, Paul said perplexed, but not in despair, you know, where we're just to the point where like, I cannot wrap my mind around what's going on right now. And, and so it takes the strength of God. And um, I think one of the things that we need to ask ourselves is how is our joy level doing? Because the scriptures say in Nehemiah chapter eight, the joy of the Lord is thy strength. And so if I if I'm going forward in the strength of God, I need to I need to be aware of an underlying baseline of joy. And that's the strength. And in other words, if I don't have any joy, and I'm not saying I gotta be happy about it, I'm not saying I have to be you know, like you said, fired up about having scoliosis and, and broken everything else and, you know, that you went through. But I do know that we have to um, reconcile somewhere early on. You know what, Lord, 
as unhappy as I am going forward in this day, I can go in the strength of the Lord God. And I absolutely, you know, need that. And brother, I desire that. I, I, you know, circumstances will mess you up, but God's above the circumstances and it's going to be his strength that caused me and caused you, causing someone that's been traumatized to say, how can I ever face this new normal where I, I'm a broken vessel, I'm a broken body, I'm a broken marriage, I'm a broken ministry, I'm a broken whatever. Well, I think the answer is you got to go forward, but we also cannot go forward without the strength of God. And so that joy he gives, you know, it's it, what's it say? Um, I will join the, the, the fig tree does not blossom and bud and all that. And, and, you know, though everything's wrong, yet will I joy in my God. We have we have got a reason that we can press forward. Yeah. And we got to find, you know, we, we've got to find that reason every morning. And he's new in us every morning. It's not, you know, I can't on this day, I can't say, well, it's Thursday. Uh, God, I, I've read your Bible and I found the strength I need for the next month. <laughs> uh, and I found the strength I need for the next week. That's equally ridiculous. It's, Lord, I need your strength to get through today. Sometimes when it's real hard, some of the things that Kevin was aptly covering, Sometimes it's just hard to be alive. And, and boy, you need a strength for the next hour. Mm. Sometimes you just need to stop uh, sitting right at your desk. I remember when I was in the Army and I was working, sometimes I'd get up and shut the door to my office and just bow my head and say, God, just give me an hour. Mm-hmm. Just give me an hour. You know, I, I need an hour yeah. with you uh, managing my life. And sometimes it gets down to that point. Sometimes we have to stop in our car when we pull in a parking lot and we say, man, have I made a mess out of my life. And these things yep. I've done, the devil's shooting at us. And then all of a sudden you remember the Holy Spirit of God and that still small voice. I, I don't have to be thrown on the floor shaking. I don't need to have a demon cast out of me. I've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And any yep. demon that had any resonance in me is gone the minute I did That's that. That's right. And uh, I don't need some big, crazy, laughing streak, upside downness. Now I'm talking about a good old fashioned pull in the parking lot and say, God, I'm crying out to you. I need you right now. God, help me get through this next hour or two. As I walk into work here, there's, there's people who are talking behind me. There's people who are bad-mouthing me. There's people who are doubting what I do. There's people who are hurting me. Uh, my boyfriend, my husband, my wife, my sister, brother, you put in whatever it is. Pastor, in my case, when I was up there in Virginia, tried to ruin my life. God, what do I do? Mm. And boy, God will tell you, sometimes he just makes us cry a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes we just, it makes us, and humility's found in, in those tough days. Boy, humility's found when you, when you get down real low and all you can do is look up. Let me tell you, you're looking for humility. You're looking for patience. It's found in the pit. Sometimes mm. you just got to realize, hey, I'm in the pit. God, mm. I, need, I need some help. I need some help. Hey, folks, listen, we got to do what we got to do with these radio stations. We'll be right back with you. Hang with us. So for those of you who listen in, this this music is being played. Uh, radio stations cut from the beginning of the music playing and from the end of the music playing. So if you're listening to a podcast, you'll understand why we take this 15 seconds or so to do that. So just go ahead and hang with us. <laughs> 
Well, it sure is great to have everybody back with us and to move along. I really liked covering that. Uh, it, you know, it just feels good um, when you're when you're talking about how God does things, how He shows up <laughs> when God's in the house. And Amen. I'm telling you what, <laughs> things change when God, sometimes I just want to preach, but when God's in the house and when God's in the car and more importantly, when God's in this temple called you, mm. remember the Bible says you're a temple of the almighty, wonderful God who made you. Your body is a temple. You are a temple. You are a walk-in church. You are a walk-in temple, so don't be uh, doing stupid things to your temple. Work on that temple. Be loving God. Be trusting God. We find ourselves over here in uh, Proverbs 31. I almost said Ecclesiastes again because that's what's on the top of my Bible. But we know <laughs> when we leave Proverbs 31, we're going to do a season of talking about narcissism and how we could stay away from it, just throwing a bunch of verses out there, looking at the different characteristics of narcissism. We're going to bring some people on to talk with Kevin and I and— uh, I think you guys are going to really be thankful that we went through that, and we're going to leave that. We're going to start hopping into the life of Christ because it's Christ that can heal our wounds. It's Christ Amen. that can bring us through our PTSD. It's Christ who can take these days that are upside down. It's Christ who can make sense of that knuckleheaded husband or wife. It's Christ who can make sense of those people who are trying to hurt you. It's Christ who can come to you and touch you. Oh, man, mm. remember, remember that woman? That woman with the bleeding disease touched the garment. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Everything changed for her. Uh, I mean, there, there goes God. He's healing somebody who's, who's less old than she's been dealing with a bleeding issue. Mm. She, she touched the garment. It was all over. Yeah. It was all over. Whew. He touched me. Praise God. God. So here we do. We find ourselves here in verse number 17, and we're going to go ahead and cover 17 through 20. She girdeth up her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, something Kevin was talking about a little bit ago yesterday, and her hands hold distaff. She stretches out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. What a description of a virtuous woman. Again, we're describing this virtuous woman who's, who's hardworking, who's serving others, who, who girds her loins up, who, who makes sure she covers herself and takes care of herself from the evils that may be in the world, who demonstrates determination and she's always ready to work, who, who recognizes that her work is good. And boy, that's, that's essential for us to be happy. That's essential for us to serve God. It's essential to know that our work in some way is for God and other people people. Joseph did that in the book of Genesis. He hated his work. He had Potiphar's wife coming after him, but everything he touched turned to gold and his master knew not what he had except the food that he ate. Folks, it matters that you realize that God's in the house, man. He's part of all that. And, and this, this virtuous woman gets that. She, she realized that, you know, my work is providing for the household, is providing for the nighttime. I'm lighting these candles that helps my family to see. I'm providing a safety element as a wife. I'm not, I'm not standing around doing these things. And husbands, we need to be that same person. We, we need to be meeting the needs of our spouses while they're meeting the needs of us. You know, a marriage should be a constant conversation 
contact on hitting the other person's need, uh, a contest of that, just going out of your way to, to take care of each other's needs and to take care of your household. And what a wonderful thing a Proverbs 31 lady is and, and a man that supports his Proverbs 31 lady and is a man of God and sticking up for her and holding her and caring for her and spelling for her and working with her and complimenting her and talking about how good the garden went, how great it is she provides resources for the poor, how wonderful it is. When you have that, folks, you have everything. When you get this, when you get that you have a wife like this, and when you get that God loves that, boy, you better be that kind of husband that lives up that's worthy of that. And, uh, you know, Kevin, as we read through stuff like this, it just fires me up. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. This woman, uh, extremely, extremely good example. She's, her adaptability comes out to me in this. She, uh, you know, again, resourcefulness we talked about yesterday, but adaptability means she finds herself in a place where, you know, okay, I'm going to have to work all night to make this happen. Uh, again, she's not being oppressed. It, she, I mean, she could be resentful toward, you know, maybe that, oh, oh no, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't expect this. And and I think many people make the mistake of reevaluating where they're at now based on what they thought when they were, quote, young and stupid. You know, like, oh, I married this guy if I would have known. Well, everybody marries you know, hopefully on the basis of love, unless it's some arranged deal. But if you marry someone that you love and then you start to have some struggles later, the worst thing to do, I think, is to begin to reevaluate your marriage condition based on, you know, oh, I didn't either know what I was getting into or things have changed a little bit and I'm having to adapt a little bit more. And this woman here, she didn't do that. She said she perceiveth that her merchandise is good, verse 18. Her candle goeth not out by night. She she layeth her hands to the spindle, her hands hold the distaff. So, you know, that those that's the language of industriousness. She was the energy giver. She had a a, a calling that yeah. she fully embraced that she was gonna make it work. And, and so, you know, the, the idea, I mentioned it yesterday, that the spindle and the distaff, that's, that's literally making thread. That's making raw material. Um, you know, you couldn't go to Joanne Fabrics back then, and so probably almost all people had to make it. But um, although Lydia was a seller of purple fabric, so that you could buy pre-made fabric, and I'm sure it depended on your station in life to be able to afford it. But this woman here... She did whatever it took. And that adaptability, brother, I think we can traumatize our family. And it's, it can be a man, it can be a woman, whatever. But we can traumatize our family by projecting our own frustration and disappointment at, at everyone else. You know, um, yeah. I heard this heard the story recently of a, of a, a woman who, as a 15-year-old, had to escape her family and go live with her sister. Now, her sister had left earlier because she was raped by her stepfather. Um, so she was already living in another state. But at age 15, when the, when the person whose story I heard told her story, she said when she realized her sister was literally raped, she also at the same time realized that she had been uh, over-adapting to abuse from herself. And so 
Okay, the, the stepfather had not raped this girl whose story I heard. She was instead um, being just, I, I don't know the details, but it was molestation of some fashion. Okay, mm. so she went to her mother. This, this person that I heard her testimony went to her mother and said, Mom, the, and Mom understood that the older sister had already left because of rape. So now comes the little sister. She's now 15 and says, Mom, this is what stepdad has been doing to me. And her answer, Doug, to, to this 15-year-old girl was, oh, well, you ought to be glad it's not worse. Mm. And and so she basically, you know, kind of gaslighted the daughter saying, you know, really, it's you're not being thankful. Your problem is you're, you're not grateful. Your problem. Well, she's being sex, sexually molested. So oh. she had to escape. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a terrible thing. So it highlights two things. One is there's a mother who had adapted to evil things. And rather than saying, OK, I find myself in a marriage with an evil man and I need to go to the police. I need to escape him. I need to take my daughters yes. and, and get out of here uh, and, and let the chips fall for this man's guilt. Let him go to prison or whatever. Instead of that, she, uh, she projected it on the, on the daughters. It sounds like from, from my, from my take on the story. So, we are extremely adaptable in both ways. The, the, the woman in Proverbs 31, she, um, she owned her situation. She said, okay, it's going to be up to me to do this. And there's, thank God, great women who, who've done this. And they, they're not perfect mothers, but they've done this with their kids. Most women, it's natural affection to say, all right, I'm going to make this work. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna we're gonna provide, and sometimes yeah. Yeah. maybe a drunk husband. Yeah, but yeah, I know we're out of time, brother. We're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> we're out of time, folks. But this is, <laughs> you know, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to be a Proverbs thirty-one woman twenty-four hours a day, and none of these ladies were talking about here in uh, in the book of Proverbs and the thirty-first uh, uh, proverb is that way either. We all go up and down, but it's the intent. It's seeking God. It's getting yeah. his help. It's calling the cops, taking care of your kids. It's doing the right thing. It's always putting others first. We sure do love you folks. If there's anything we can do to help you, make sure you look for us at Helpful Wounded Spirits. Facebook page, drop me a note or over there at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We consider it a great honor to connect with each and every one of you. May God bless you. And hey, with that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you 
in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.